Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I am so excited to share this next interview with you guys. But first, let me introduce her. As a highly skilled, extensively trained master cosmetologist and beauty educator with over 20 years of experience behind the chair, Lakia Diggs, the owner of the Kia Experience LLC, takes her passion for hair far beyond creating innovative styles for her recurring clientele in New York, the DMV, and Atlanta. Her work has been featured in New York Fashion Week, Baltimore Fashion Week, and also for brands like Vogue, Vogue Italia, Roberto Cavale, Oscar de la Renta, and Jeremy Scott, just to name a few. She uses innovative techniques for weave installation, precision cutting, and advanced custom coloring. Lakia is well-versed in the styling and care of all hair types and textures. Yet, she also works continuously to perfect her craft through continuing education coursework, discovering new ways to empower women through hair care products and services. Hey, Lakia. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's going on, girl to girl? I have no complaints. I'm well. I know that's right. I know that's right. Let's get into this conversation. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Lakia, what is your definition or your meaning of purpose? Purpose means to me that everyone has an, a divine assignment. And sometimes it takes years and some people never find what that is. But I think that if you are blessed enough to um, know what your purpose is, you should shoot at 100% with doing it. You know, I, I, I think I've, I've lived in my entire life. So I am lucky to have not wasted a lot of time doing something that I did not love. So that's my definition of purpose. I think that's good. That's really good. You know, something simple, short and sweet. But like you said, it's unfortunate for some people because they really never tap into really realizing what it is. But their whole life is the process is learning what it is. You know what I mean? They just it just doesn't click. But it's all right. But like you said, you basically been living your purpose your whole life since you've been on Earth. So you know what you're supposed to be out here doing. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Lord, I'd say resilient. And I pick resilient because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of motivation or hustle or whatever word you use to um, use when it comes down to um, the motivation that you use for yourself. That can't be taught. It's either in you or it's not. And a lot of my journey was based off of, you know, my story, um, you know, how I grew up, how I found my passion, how I um, grew in it, how I learned from it. And I overcame a lot of obstacles that stereotypically I was not supposed to overcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten a thousand no's before I've heard a yes. I've been hurt by more people than been happy by 
people. You know what I mean? So being able to fight through um, and persevere in circumstances and not let that consume me and I, and I owe, I owe it all to God. I take no credit. Um, But theoretically, you know, taking my obstacles, like I said, and, you know, pushing through it because the, the goal for me was to be in my purpose, live in it and create a lifestyle around it. So it was worth fighting for. It was worth, you know, cutting people off if I needed to. It was worth taking classes or studying or closing my door and turning the phone off to focus and hone in on what my goal was. Um, so that's why I pick resilience. That's a good word. That's really a good word. And I've, I've had a few, a few people use that word. And of course, they all applied it to their life differently. Yes. But that's mm-hmm. a really good word to use. So what made you go into the beauty and hair industry? Like how did the Kia experience evolve? So I've been doing this since I was 11 years old. So like I said, I've been a lifetime, you know, artist and student of my industry. You know, I, I was doing hair, doing friends and neighbors hair just to kind of get out the house because home was so rough, you know, for me. And I, people always, you know, talked about how talented I was and they wanted me to do their hair and then my friends and then their mothers and then it ended up growing into a bigger thing. And for me, it was an outlet, you know, from, again, what I was dealing with at home. That's how it started. And it was a refuge to me. It kept me safe. Mm -hmm. I wasn't running the streets and doing a lot of things that my peers were involved in because I had something to do. Not only was it keeping me busy, but it had a couple dollars in my pocket. So I was able to, it was, now was more motivation behind it. It's like, all right, cool. I ain't got to worry about running the street, getting locked up or being laid out with a chalk outline. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff that happens in life, no matter where you're from, you know, just using it and, 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 um, you know, just kind of keeping myself busy and, and, um, it grew, it just grew from there. I mean, from 11 and it's been 25 years now, like it's been a, a long time. Like it's been a long time, a lot of learning and a lot of remaining teachable because you don't know everything. You got to always mm-hmm. be a student of your industry, of your crafts. It's ever changing. It's ever evolving. You're not going to please everybody. Or you can right. do your best and pray over the ones that you can't please. Um mm-hmm. And then learn from it and, and let every negative situation be a teachable moment. Don't let every positive one, let negative ones too, be those teachable moments. Because a part of my brand, what I take pride in is, um, you know, being prompt and being professional and educating my clients while I'm doing their hair. And um, that's a thing that's lacking in the industry. And that's right. one thing that I, if, if that's one thing that has been a constant, it's been that particular group of things. You know, but the whole trends and all that stuff, that's something I'm always learn. You know, some old school things you just keep in your back pocket because it's just mm-hmm. what it is. But you got to be open to learning, you know, the different things that's going on in the industry, different products, different tools, different things, all this stuff. You got to learn it too. But if it's time to do a roller set, I can do that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not limited to, you know, just because I've been doing hair so long doesn't mean that I'm stuck in this realm because last time I was coming out, I got it. It's nothing. Right. So, um, that's, that's, yeah, that's how I started, which is being, always being hungry, always being excited about, um, you know, the industry and remembering where I came from ultimately, because I, I, I'm, I'm humble and I know that's a very overused word, but truly, um, I never forget 
trying to be people here when I was 11 years old and taking that money and going to get something to eat because there wasn't no food in my house. So mm-hmm. this, it's these things that you're never going to forget. And it's going to always keep you grounded and be appreciative of every client. No matter if some weeks I'll be having 80 to 100 clients in the shop, I'm going to appreciate every person the same. I treat everybody the same. No one yeah. gets any treatment. The new client is going to get the same treatment as a celebrity client. Client, it's, it's, It doesn't make a difference to me, you know? So yeah. that would be my response. Yeah, but that's good. Like like you said, I think what you said that was very important was that you have to remain, one, you have to remain teachable because you want to be able to teach others because, of course, that's a part of your gift as well. But then you also want to be a forever student because especially something like in the hair industry, techniques and everything be changing every other day. Mm-hmm. They be like, OT, you can do a sewing. Yup, I can do a sewing. But then when they talking about that flip over method, I'll be like, I don't got that down just yet. <laughs> like, I, listen, I can give you a sewing there, okay? <laughs> but you do, you have to keep up with the trends. And that goes for a lot of different industries, event planning, um, just creating businesses, period. You got to keep up. And some people are seriously stuck in their ways about that. And I think that's fine too. But understand that you're going to be limited. So you can't say, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this and I ain't doing that because this is the third, but then wonder why you're not expanding. It does not, Mm -hmm. it's an oxymoron. So it's like, you can be set, but remember that that's going to cap you. You're putting a ceiling on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. So with you going through learning and, and becoming a master at your craft, what do you feel was the biggest challenge to get where you are today? Biggest challenge was learning marketing. Um, mm. Because, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of times, we don't, we don't get a rule, we don't get a book on this is what to do. This is how to please your clients. This is how to attract clients. Right. You know, that's that whole marketing concept. Like we'll learn how to advertise. We'll know how to promote, but marketing is not the same. And a lot of entrepreneurs will stop and go to school and take classes for marketing because they understand that, okay, I don't know how to attract my ideal client. I'm mm-hmm. tired of these, whatever kind of client that they don't want to attract. Um, mm-hmm. They want to target a specific demographic. They want to know how to approach that, person with promotion so you got to mm-hmm. apply the marketing into the promotion or apply it into the advertisement that way you can get the reach that you're looking for so that part yeah. right there was learning those different entities and again the marketing thing was the biggest thing for me because i feel like I, I i could talk i can make people happy i can make people laugh i can make someone comfortable with me all those things came easy to me but it was like okay i want this particular client and she has to live this particular lifestyle or you know just knowing what your client looks like you know what I mean and I had to learn how to do that you know because I was wondering why why I'm getting this and why I'm getting that mm-hmm. and I had to learn what marketing looks like and what all those different things look like and I go to school for it it just came from you know um and, and thank God again for being around people who had more insight in that department than I do. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we don't have budgets, we gotta be our own promotional people, our own marketing, yep. our own secretaries, our own A and R, our own publicists, our own we gotta do all these things, content creators, yep. the social media strategists, we doing all these things in one thing. And guess what? Something's going to suffer. It's yep. just what it is. So once it got to the point where so I started learning how to do different things. I had to start delegating some tasks because I can't, I cannot be my full 100% creative self if I'm spread thin doing all these other parts. Uh-huh. You can try your best. You can, you can, 
you can try your best, but at a certain point, of, and when you reach a certain point of growth, you got to delegate. You got to, yeah. you know, relinquish some control. And, and, and whether it's get an intern or hire someone that's, you know, there. But e- eventually, you're going to have to delegate some of those tasks so that way you can be your full creative self and you won't have as much burnout. Because you're going to burn out yeah. regardless. But Real quick. Um, but, but marketing was the biggest thing for me because... I thought that I was marketing when I really was promoting because people get those, they, they get those words mixed up. So that there was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And I'm still yeah. learning and I'm still learning. I'm not, I'm not a pro just because I'm still learning it. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a big concept. It's a big lesson. So you're, you're going you're gonna to always be learning that no, no matter yeah. how much of a pro you are, pro you are. Social media changes, algorithms change. You know, everything is constantly changing. So you're still going to be learning. But that was definitely like the biggest challenge. I was wondering why I was stuck in this one particular mm. point in my career. And I'm like, I want to go, hey, what am I doing wrong? Like, I, I, I just could not understand why I was getting stuck. I could not evolve past a certain point. I'm sitting here like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I'm working <laughs> hard. Um, you know, I just could not understand it. And then once I learned it, and I, I think I got like better at like 2000 and maybe 17. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of like understood a little more. And then it right. just went crazy after that. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, because Kia is out here doing it, y'all. She is <laughs> out here doing it, okay? I'm so proud of my sis because not only is she locally known, she's nationally known and she's internationally known. So with that being said, what is your meaning of success? And what do you feel was your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Mm. Honestly, because I come from like, and, I'm, and it's, it, it, it just success to me, honestly, is peace. Success, honestly, is having enough money to put gas in your car. Hmm. Success to me means that your kids are going to bed with a full belly. Everything else is extra. Everything else is extra because everyone has their job moment. You could be living yeah. the high life and then one day, it can just be your turn and you ain't got to have done nothing wrong to nobody. And all the other things that people talk about is tangible. You can lose it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and are you defined based off the materialistic things that you have or just making sure that you can, um, that your peace of mind is preserved. Right. And, and to me, honestly, is that I can get up every day and go to work and play and head, have fun all day. <laughs> That's success to me. You know, my child is healthy and she doesn't have some of the same circumstances that I grew up mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That's success to me. You know, getting in my car knowing there's some gas in there. You know, it's food in my refrigerator. Right. Um, we have soap. We, you know, it, it's to me, right. it's the smallest things that I'm, I'm, I'm content with. Everything else is extra because all the other stuff can be gone. Yep, gone. Real quick. And you ain't got to do nothing wrong to nobody for that to happen. It could just sure be your turn. Yep. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And people be like really sad and depressed and really trying to put the pieces together. Like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? That's always the first thing. What did I do wrong? You know, did I what did I say something me? bad to somebody? Yeah, why me? Well, why not you? Because now this is the test. It's a test now. Mm-hmm. And now you gotta figure out how to make the best out of the situation because when you come out, you're gonna come out stronger. Absolutely. And people people don't think that far out. They think about what's in the present. So it's all about a change of your mindset. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, at the end of the day. So I know you get busy because I've seen you busy at work. <laughs> so tell our listeners, how do you practice like self-love, self-care? Like how do you pour back into Lakia after you can be doing 10 and 15 years a day? Honestly, just kind of started getting into that this year because I felt like, again, we talked about delegation and um, this year, especially during COVID, it really set me down and it made me really sit and look at my situation. Because I went from, especially when we had to close here, you know, I went mm-hmm. from, you know, 300 clients a month to I wasn't working at all. And I was so wrapped up in my industry and my job and everything that a lot of my, a lot of me is my career, a lot of mm-hmm. it. And it's not a negative thing to me because it's so much joy in what I do. I, y'all know I had fun at work every yes. Single day. I cut <laughs> up. I have a ball. I love my clients. My clients love me. So we have a good time. So I I was like, oh my goodness. So, you know, I I I really got to sit down and realize, like, yo, I don't have I had to realize who I was. And I had to realize, okay, I gotta sit. I gotta really I had to get therapy. I sought therapy mm-hmm. during COVID because I was so wrapped up in work. My personal life was non-existent. I had to work on a different type of bond with my child and figure out who I was outside of work. You know, because yeah. it's been my whole life. It's been mm-hmm. my whole entire life. And I had to start delegating. So I had to seek therapy to start, you know, um, really learning myself and especially who I am outside of my career. That mm-hmm. identity part, again, knowing who I am, but then really knowing who I am is from thir- from 11 to 36. Like that's a whole different person. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I actually just recently um, hired a cleaning lady. She here now, but I had to like really start like delegating stuff that way I won't suffer when it comes down to my creativeness. Mm-hmm. Um, planning things differently, changing my schedule a little bit, saying no when I need to say no and, and making that firm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of people that didn't serve me. And if I don't serve you, do what you got to do. I know that's right. <laughs> and that's okay. It was just so much that I really had to do to preserve my peace of mind, get more, get more peace, get more peace. That was the, the biggest thing for me. Mm. Mm. But see, that, that's important. And, you know, despite COVID happening, I'm glad that you sought out therapy because a lot of people need it. Like, especially like now and even prior to that, they should have probably sought a therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's so taboo in the Black culture and, you know, no, we can't go and sit down and tell somebody all our issues and our problems, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But what you going to go to your cousin? going to talk trash about you anyway after they get on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. So you might as well go down and sit with somebody who don't know your circumstances and let Absolutely. them give you a different point of view on things that you should do and things that you should address. So and you know what? One of my most responsible decisions that came with therapy is seeking a black man as a therapist. Mm. That was a very responsible choice that I made because I did not want any enabling or pacifying, especially if I wanted to get therapy for my personal development, um, even trying to move into the phase of dating and all that stuff. I saw a male, it was very intentional. Mm. So it was, it's a, it was a big deal for me. That's good though. I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I am glad that you did it. I am so glad that you did it. So if you can give young Lakia a piece of advice, what would you tell her? It gets better. It gets better. 
um, there was, you know, again, because how I grew up, you know, I didn't know that there was a better life for me because all mm-hmm. I was surrounded by was situations just like mine or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that my life now was unattainable. It was far-fetched. It was unreachable and unrealistic. And it's not to say I'm a millionaire because I'm not. It's not even that. But mm-hmm. knowing that, again, that that what I thought was my norm then, I thought that that was a, 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 always going to be a constant norm, not knowing that I can develop my, my own life. I don't have to be what I grew up in, you know. And, and because I didn't have personal examples of what that life could be, I didn't know it was realistic, mm. you know. Um, and... I would say it, it gets better and just to love on yourself more. I, I would say those things because I, I swear, I, I feel like I would have been fierce if <laughs> if I had someone that was telling me, you know, you bad or you got yeah. it or you you good, you doing good, keep pushing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for the journey, but I could imagine how fierce I would be if I had those positive roles. I had to be my own, I had to be my own person, my own wow. mentor, motivator, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I had to do it for myself. Even when I felt low, I'm ugly and crying. You can do it. <laughs> There's no one else <laughs> is telling me. You know what I mean? So, you know, I would, I would say those two things. That's good though. Yeah, that's, that's really good that you were able to pour into yourself even as a child because I've had a lot of people who came on here and said, you know, they didn't have any positive role models or they didn't have mentors and stuff like that growing up and they were their own mentors and their own role models or they saw those kind of idols outside of like maybe their own family it might have been a neighbor from around the corner or you know somebody they may have looked up to that might have been a celebrity or whoever you know so you have to do what's best for you you know in order to get through that's how i see it right yeah you just have to do what you got to do that's so what is one tool or a resource that you use every day, and it can be in your business or in your personal life that you cannot live without? My spirituality, my faith. Mm. A lot of that was the only thing I had, you know, growing up is my faith and my, and, um, and spirituality. I, um, that's all I had. It wasn't nothing else. That's all I had for a good part of, you know, my life, but especially during when I was young and I was at the lowest points. I don't really get wrapped up into um, certain segments of religion because, you know, it's a lot going on right now that, that that's just janky. But um, I believe in, you know, having your own personal relationship um, and making sure that you, you know, craft that relationship to fit what you need. Mm-hmm. And um, along with that being accountable for um, the growth that you're making, the mistakes you make, and praying always and believing constantly, you know, even if you don't want to, you know, just constantly, constantly, you know, keeping your eye where it needs to be. No matter mm-hmm. what your faith is, um, just stay focused on that because sometimes that's all you have. Some people don't have husbands that they, they can talk to or um, kids or homegirls or therapists, you know, but your faith is something that you don't have to buy or marry or invest in. You got to invest your time and in, 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 yeah. in mental capacity. Yes. But you don't have to tolerate a lot of foolishness to have <laughs> faith. You don't. Right. So right. I would, I would say that. 
Yes. <laughs> you don't have to invest financially. I mean, if you want to pay tithes, you can pay your tithes. Y'all. Yeah, that's so different. You, we'll go to church. You know, you pay your tithes and stuff. But I, I understand exactly what you mean. Like your your relationship with whomever you worship, that's personal. You mold that into what you want to be because everybody don't understand it. I got friends that don't go to church, but they still get that fulfillment because they still pray. They may still read the Bible. They may, you know, watch it online, do whatever they got to do. Whatever that is. Whatever whatever you do. Yep. Absolutely. I respect whatever you do. Now, yeah, it's times like this where I'll be like, dang, I just want to be in the church because of COVID done jacked up stuff. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. As long as you, like you said, pray have faith. Don't, my, my motto is you can't have faith and then pray and then worry about it after you don't pray about it. It don't work like that. Like you have to have the faith and be a hundred and all the way invested in it and then pray about it and then leave it there. Like, don't worry about it after you done prayed about it. You done went to Jesus, you all said it. And, 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 and realistically, and I agree totally, and, and realistically, it can be hard for some people to get to that yep. point where they can't, mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. You know, because that's a human function. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like when you're stressed and, you know, it's like, it's it, it, for some people it's easier said than done, but... At some mm-hmm. point, you got to recognize that it's counterproductive. So at some point, you got to realize when you're going to get to that point and practice it fully. Mm-hmm. And then do the work. Because some stuff require you to do some work. You just ain't going to magically happen. I know that. <laughs> you ain't lying. Because if I could magically be a millionaire right now, I would be. How about that? <laughs> Girl, I'll be talking to you from a jet. <laughs> That is so true. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell our um, listeners about any maybe upcoming events, projects, anything like that you may have coming down the pike, if any? So right now, projects, projects. I have, uh, um, I'm, I'm relaunching a product line that I started okay. a few years ago. I didn't, I did launch it, but we never got our stuff because it was with a junkie. Uh, it was a junkie oh. situation, but... <laughs> This round, we got it together. So now, you know, being like super intentional with my moves, again, being intentional, finding a a black chemist with a black lab that's based here in the States and always having that communication, I'm able to start that process again. So I'm excited about the design um, concept. I kind of put it on hold before COVID because I was just overwhelmed with everything. So mm-hmm. now I'll get the, the I, I got I just finalized the formulas. Now I kind of, you know, got to design the labels, wink, wink, um, wink, wink. and get that together. <laughs> so now I had to focus to kind of, um, <laughs> so, you know, I got to focus to deal with that now. Projects. Right now, things are still kind of up in the air because of COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, I do have a shoot in um, n- November. I think the first, the second weekend in November, there's some, um, there's a company that want to highlight entrepreneurs that are um, self-funded. Mm-hmm. So I have a shoot with them. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Everything has been up in the air. Like I haven't been able to do fashion week. I haven't been able to travel mm-hmm. still. So, you know, things are still kind of happening, but not at the capacity that I was doing it with. Right. But mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is just kind of pending. So I don't have anything other than that right now. But okay. other than like smaller local projects, like local photo shoots for my personal brand, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, speaking, you know, at different conferences, which are mostly virtual. Right now, I'm about to, uh, I'm communicating with the local school systems here 
for students that are pursuing a cosmetology license. They can mm-hmm. get their practical hours by coming to the salon and getting that, um, getting a hands-on experience that they can't get in the schools because the schools are closed. So right. with a particular school um, that I can kind of rotate the students where it's still at a good capacity, where they can get that um, hands-on, working with the mannequin, touching the stuff, touching the products, you know, really doing yes. that just virtual. You can get the virtual learning, but at the same time, with that, you got to do the practical part even mm-hmm. in this setting. So I, I'm volunteering to do that for um, some local schools. So we're trying to finalize that with the... Um, with the actual uh, school board. That is dope. That's good. I mean, it really needs to be individuals like you, not just in your area, but all across the United States who are willing to give their time to, you know, help these youth because they're suffering too. Like people, it's not just us as the adults. The kids are suffering too. Like I really just had a conversation with somebody who was telling me they was probably going to drop out of college because they can't do virtual school. But it's hard though. It's hard for some people though. It really is. I was reading this article. um, One of our local uh, news stations posted a video. uh, um, Mm -hmm. Someone wrote a story or video from students, from from parents who actually want their kids to go back to school because their students are suffering. Like they can't Mm -hmm. focus on the virtual thing. People don't Mm -hmm. really understand it because they relate virtual with convenient, not ease or mm-hmm. helpful. You know what I mean? So a lot of mm-hmm. kids are suffering with, because some people need to have that teacher right there. Yeah. You know, you have different learners. You have different learners and yep. everybody can't do, don't, don't have the patience to sit in front of a screen. You know, nope. we all are different individuals. So it's like, at this point, it's like, you know what? My kid is suffering. I'm working too much, so I can't do for so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I probably can't afford a tutor. You know, and it's, it's a lot. So yeah. it's really a tough time right now for some people. It really is. It really is. And I was like, no, baby, don't do it. You can get through. I'm like, if you need me to help you with something, hit me up. Because I would hate to see somebody pause a college experience. It's unfortunate of, you know, for what's going on and stuff like that. So I hope, I know she'll get through the rest of the semester, but I'm like, give yourself some time before you yeah, go back so early. and make that decision. Just make that decision. Yeah, I'm like you tripping, Mm-mm. and you a freshman. Like, uh, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Not just yet. Don't pull the trigger on that yet. Right, <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> so, can you tell our listeners how they can contact you, follow you, reach you on social media? Sure. So, my website is the Kia Experience. T H E K I A X. P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E dot com. You can follow me on Instagram at The Kid Experience. Same spelling. Facebook, my business page is um, facebook.com slash The Kid Experience page. And that's it. I don't really use Twitter like that. I suppose to, but it's just too much to juggle. My link is, is dry. I'm going to get it together one day. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and then my, my website. That is awesome. So before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Everybody can't go with you. So don't be worrying about taking everybody with you. The people you start with are not going to be the people you finish with. And it is okay. Let it be well with your soul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a good piece. <laughs> Somebody needed to hear that. I feel like I've been preaching that for like the last two or three months. Like, what are y'all doing? Stop bringing these people that not supposed to come. Like, stop. Because they stop your growth. They stop you from seeing things that you're supposed to see. 
because you bringing them along like like they a pair of shoes or a bag. Like, come on now, you gotta cut it out. Just cut these people off. People like they say, people come into your life for a season and for a reason. So let them be great in a season at the end and then let them depart. That doesn't mean y'all don't have to be friends. Y'all don't have to associate or nothing like that. It's just that that moment, that point that you are in your life, they they can't come. They just can't come. Mm -hmm. Not invited to the party, VIP only. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope everybody was writing down different tips and everything, how they can contact you on social media and everything else. Kia, you know, I'm so happy that you were on here finally. On here, you know, I mean, only took her three seasons to get on. Only, <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk about that. You know, you know, you know. I'm just so excited that you was on here today. All right, darling. Yes, yes, yes. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.